Yo, John Fitch here. This is John Fitch knows nothing. I'm uh, still on the road, so this is this is uh, kind of like um, going back in time because this is pre-recorded. So I'm gonna have a nice little conversation uh, with Paul Benjamin, Apex Mindset, and today we're gonna talk a little bit about the fact that you don't have to pick a side, like politically, amongst other choices. It seems like you have a very limited amount of choices to make. Uh, about how to live your life and what side to be on. You know, you got to be uh, a left liberal Democrat or you have to be a conservative Republican or you have to um, chase women around all the time or you have to be virgin and marry at 18 and and um, be really religious. You know, you're, you're told that you have a certain select paths you have to take and you're bad if you don't take those paths. So we're going to talk about that with Paul today. I think we'll get some good insight and... Um, I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's go here. Paul, what's hey, up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Nothing Happy much. Here. Going. I'm getting ready for my trip, so I'm pretty pumped about that. I just have to do some packing. Nice. But uh, I'm excited to talk talk with you. I haven't talked with you one-on-one for a while. I know, dude. It's been a little while. I haven't even been on Rule Zero in a while. I've just been busy on weekends, touching grass, getting this in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just summer stuff, right? And, uh, yeah. You know, that Saturday time slot just is harder and harder to meet uh, when the weather's nice. Yeah. Three months out of the year where I'm at, the rest, I can do it the rest of the time when the weather's crap out here in Michigan. Yeah, it's snowy <laughs> and freezing outside. Right, 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 yeah, right. Get that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that's one of the things I want to talk about today was because it, you get it all the time with Twitter and especially we're getting close to, you know, the election cycles coming up. Yeah. There's this right. big pull on like, you got to pick a side who mm-hmm. you voting for, where are you voting? Like, all the attention is pointed towards that. Oh, yeah. So um, you're in the military, yeah. right? But you never come off to me as somebody who is politically charged either way. Right. You seem like <laughs> a very, very like independent minded person. And it seems like uh, issues mean more to you than parties. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty accurate. You know, and it's, I think, like, <laughs> depends on what areas of the military, you know, somebody might work. And, you know, people in the military are pretty politically charged sometimes, you know, they pick sides most of the time. Um, and it's hard to say which, you know what I mean? It was, very awkward during election time during, especially during the Obama election originally, like being overseas, you know what I mean? And stopping in at the uh, chow hall and seeing like the election results. And you see some people are super pissed and like other people like super Mm. excited. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Get me the hell out of here. You know? Um, But that, that happens because military people, most military people are following orders. And so they're really just, they're, they, they are following, you know, their sense of purpose is dictated to them by the military and they follow whatever that is. And so they tend to follow with whatever political ideology they grew up with or their social circles are, or that fits their demographic, you know, their friend circles, their social circles, whatever it may be and where they're from and all that. And they, they kind of stick to that and they're just sort of following. So when political party, uh, a conservative or political party, you know, um, liberal says a B or C, they just kind of follow along. Yeah. That's most of the non-combat arms people, the call them the pogs, the people other than grunts, you know, um, they don't have to work. They, their, their jobs are mainly like, not much different than civilian work. You know, they're just wearing a uniform. Now Mm. you start getting into closer environments, you know, more your infantry or versions of that, where, you know, people are coming together. We all have funny arguments and debates and goofy little fights over it, but nobody really cares. You know, we're just taking, you're taking care of your guys on your team, whether they're, you know, voted for at the time, let's say back in those days, voted for Obama or, you know, voted for whoever else. Right. So like, it's like you're, whether they're conservative, whether they're not, whether they're Trump or not, you know, whatever, you didn't care really that much. You learn to not care. You know, it's uh, it's, it's not a, like someplace like the infantry, especially it's not a place for, things like racism or divisive mm. politics because yeah. you're working so closely. And that, mm. now that's more in combat 
we're getting mm. we're in a garrison you know garrison meaning non-combat you know sort of mindset where people can be more and more divided and you know the system's interested yeah. in feelings and all that crap that, yeah. that all that bs goes away though when <clears throat> are dying so you know yeah. next war next thing where we're directly involved we 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 might take casualties those things will change and shift again um but but for me too i was doing uh you know not just infantry related tasks i was in the you know more or less the you know special operations side of things and doing intelligence um activities so those types of things you start seeing a little bit more about how ideas and thoughts are manufactured more or less yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so it's gonna get to a position where you can kind of see behind the curtain exactly. a little bit more so yeah mean? yeah okay. and and so and so you you know you realize that it's you just see how the sausage of, is made you start to get yeah you start to get the idea of how the sausage is made and, and, and it's mostly chaos really like people mm. think it's organized like yeah. there's an illuminati not really yeah. it's, it's, this, a, it's there's a lot of groups who are trying to take as much advantage of situations as they can but I don't interest think, yeah i don't think people are that organized no that's the thing that's the biggest it's it's a lot of chaos even within an organization a lot of chaos mm. a lot of personal interests so they're their ideologies tend to fall in line with personal interests, you know, and your liberals are just as selfishly motivated and money motivated as your conservatives and vice versa at these levels. You know what I mean? Well, you, so you guys do run a like a severe, very special situation being the military, because regardless of political standing, like you're always going to have to follow orders. Right. And that's, that's so there the, is like already an inherent like I have to detach you know, especially if you're in for a long time, you have sure. to at some point have to detach from the two sides. Um, but you, we, we don't have that many people in that scenario. Like yeah. most scenarios are people who are out, you know, in like the corporate world or out in the working world or out in, you know, uh, the yeah. education fields. And that's very tribal in a mm -hmm. lot of those places. Right. And there's going to be a lot of pulls towards either side. Mm hmm. Which is kind of a, it's a kind of a fake. I mean, it's a fake paradigm. It's like a fake choice. It is because everything online, everything. Um, what I mean, not everything online, but everything like in the ma mainstream news media, mainstream media, it always picks pictures. Most things is like two sided. Yeah, it's either you know left wing or right wing. You right. got to choose which one are you on? Which side are you on? Yeah, yeah, and it's it is it's it's really just. Um, manufacturing your decisions for you by giving you the illusion of choice. You know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, you know, you could go with this or that. <laughs> and a lot of these things like that people are debating over and different stuff. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that they don't matter at all, but, but, a, but a large, you know, some things do definitely matter, but I'll get yeah, into what I think matters, <laughs> but it's distraction, right? That's what it's actually distracting you from what matters. Yeah. And so getting you to vote or go a particular way um, and to get really involved in some sort of debate and all that, it's really just distracting you um, from focusing on things that are important and that may actually impact somebody's livelihood for better or for worse if you were paying attention and 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 made those decisions and really could impact your own livelihood if you you know you had the ability to but it's people don't have the ability to really influence the system like they think they could how you influence it is really like through your 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 close circles yeah. you know, your close social circles we're just and talking so about this today with my girl like yeah. The, the big picture, there's not much you can do about the big picture. You can't, you're not, right. not going to do anything about trans kids no. and, <clears throat> and operations no. and hormones. No, but you can, you can be there for your kids. Exactly. And like give them the attention they need and make sure that those situations don't arise because you were there for them. Yep. That, that's something you can do. Right. No, because yeah. You have to focus exactly locally on, on what's directly around you. You can't save the world. You can only save your world. Yep. Yeah. And I think that it's, you know, I, I'm going to say kind of may sound extreme in saying this, but unless somebody is an actual political figure, unless somebody works in politics where they have an 
a direct influence on things by their decisions. It's mainly, yeah, it's mainly just, it's, it's a lot of people with, in my opinion, a failures mentality and mindset because Mm -hmm. they can focus Mm -hmm. on stuff that they can't control, get really emotionally invested, get all the dopamine uh, in feelings of accomplishing something when they're really not accomplishing anything. You know, they're not making their lives better. They're not making lives of other people around them better. They're not making more money. They're not getting what, you know, they're not going towards any actual goals. And a lot of times they're giving themselves excuses to not go for actual goals and things because the world is so screwed up and look at this environmental issue or climate change or, you know, these oppressed people over here or whatever, Mm -hmm. like they can jump on some sort of cause feel better about themselves and not face themselves in the mirror and their own shortcomings mm-hmm. and what they need to do to fix their own lives. I and mean, that's what I think a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. and, like you get the same. Um, yeah. Like, like it's not just, you know, political, like, although some of those things run together, but the uh, like the religious element, you know, oh, yeah. You know, you're having issues. This is the way. This is go this way. Just pray harder. Right. You know, just come to church and pray harder. And pulling in that, like, I have the answers. This is the way. It's very similar to what a lot of, uh, like, the the content guys and the uh, coaches and stuff are online. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Where's your Bugatti? Where are you have to, <laughs> you know, you have to have this many girlfriends. You have to have this many children. You have to live yeah. in this place. and do these things. There's a lot of that. Everybody, it seems like that's on majoritively what's out there is this is the way you have to do it to be successful. This is the way to be happy. Everybody else is wrong. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's a marketing tactic, really. You know, it's, it's like (laughs) you're, you're miserable and unhappy person that's out there. So the key to, you know, getting out of that dissatisfaction or unhappiness is to become this archetype, you know? So if you're, you become this, and then we have like weird debates about it, like that'll go viral. <laughs> uh, this high value man, you know, what like, what's that mean? You know, so it was, you like, become- it was like two weeks of internet create <laughs> content creation was what is high value man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, Okay, but it's it's somebody else's programming. And so, like, it, I talk about this shit actually in my seduction group because it's so important in, in my some of my mindset work is finding your own identity independent of the programming, you know? So because you're growing up, as we grow up um, as children, you know, your, your identity isn't really separate from your caregivers. You know, so a baby like can't really separate his identity from his his mom, usually and, and sometimes dad, too. And so that's you you're, you have this identity that fits in with your caregivers for for better or for worse. And whoever those people are, too, because, so you know, broken families can create these all kinds of problems there. But, oh, yeah. you know, but then you get into your teenage years and what happens there is that is teenage rebellion. That's teenagers trying to separate and find their identity separate from their Mm -hmm. caregivers. But what they usually end up doing is they fall into group identities, you know? So it's groups of friends or this online group or this ideology here or whatever. And this is why young, like most of you like protesting types of people are actually young, you know, disenfranchised or distraught people, right? They're, they're in their late teens, early twenties because they're still trying to find their identity, but really they think they're, you know, being special and being themselves, but really they're following another group. And because we're tribal as human beings, we, we are uh, the, the animal part of us is we're social animals. So we're tribal is this natural fall into these tribal groups and not to independently think. And so the, the key to, you know, really my opinion, like even going back a long time where people did rites of passage and different things, you know, warrior classes did their different things. It was a key, mm-hmm. the key to it was being able to find your own identity yeah. separate from all these identity groups. And so that's where you're truly unplugging from the programming of everything else, getting off of automatic and actually finding truly who you are and what it is that you want to do with your life. It's a challenge and people don't do yeah. it by and large. 
You know, I don't think they're encouraged to do it. No, you no, know? no, definitely. And, not. and it, it was it was really cool to hear you uh, say those things again because that was I had one like childhood development psychology class in college, mm -hmm. and that was like what they explained was like the kids' identity is first uh, attached to the parents, and then uh, they start to create their own identity by piecing together their favorite things of other people. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, uh, at first it's, uh, they start imitating. The, I want to be Thor. I want to be the incredible Hulk. Right? right. I want to be Hulk Hogan, whatever. Right. And then, then they get older and it becomes, they oh, want to be I red. Wanna have, Thor. I want, well, no, it's they get older and they're like, I want, I want, uh, the Hulk's strength. I want yeah. Captain American's leadership. I want, yeah. you know what I mean? I want Black Panther's big wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. You know, so, me, so they start yeah. piecing things together because so they start, they start uh, creating like Frankenstein, their own image of their ideal self. Which is a terrible thing. Yeah, what, yeah, which they're supposed to do. It's what your natural progression is supposed to be to separate yourself mm -hmm. from your family and your parents to be your own individual. Yeah. I think nowadays, a lot of it is um you know conform to the group like we're uh, uh collective that's the mm -hmm. word i was looking for we're collective now you're not there's no individualism they don't want individualism it seems it seems like the push is collectivism you have to be a part of a group sure well because it's easier to control you and siphon money right out of your pockets right and keep you working for them so that's that's I mean, what it I think boils it's, down it's to. easier for people to categorize you too when you belong yes. to a group I think that's why often when you disagree with somebody's viewpoint, they automatically accuse you of the oppositional side. Yes. Whether or right. not you're, you're neutral from both. You can hate both sides. Mm. But, but and they because, give you, a bunch because of you disagreed with their one side, yeah. now you're a supporter of the other person. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, they, and then they put a bunch of, uh, you know, assumptions about who you are, your character, all this stuff because of a particular viewpoint, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, I'll take a particular viewpoint or whatever, because maybe I don't think that, you know, men should be slaves to other people's, you know, um, goals and dreams, you know, meaning a woman and that just thinking that, you know, is as wrong think I'm a misogynist, right? Because I'm not, we're not, I'm not thinking that, mm -hmm. you know, the guy should sacrifice and self-sacrifice him, himself for, you know, his partner's goals, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. your belief is <laughs> do the right thing is actually the guy should do the right thing for him. Oh, right. Right. It's, of course. It's a, difference, you know? it's a difference in opinion. We're a misogynist from, from that. Yeah. <laughs> that though. Yes. You know, well, and that's, and that's the thing too. That's one, one tactic with political language is that they use words that have one meaning or connotation normally, but then in context of making their political argument will have another meaning entirely. Like, you know, for example, today I, I talked about it. I'm, I know I'm late to the party on the clickbait, uh, using the clickbait for, for my channel, which is probably why my channel's not big, but I, the yeah, Jonah Hill situation. I have yeah. a hard time succumbing to the clickbait. I have a hard time succumbing, yeah. but there were some lessons on the, on the Jonah Hill, you know, situation. I did, I did a little, uh, I did a little video on that also. Yep. Yep. So with that, just an example, using that as an example is, you know, he had boundaries and conditions and standards he would expect the mother of his child to have. And he illustrated those. Now, whether one disagrees or agrees with what those are or whether they think he, he communicated it in the right way. Yeah. He had them. And just by nature of him having those, that made him abusive. So the, the, the terminology became abusive, narcissist, and misogynist were the three key words that were used by mainstream media to describe him. What is he guilty of? His guilt, you know, he was guilty of having boundaries. boundaries. <laughs> I guess that, 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 that other women. How dare not you not like something or something? Right. Yeah. No, and, and it's, it's like, like, it's like them yeah. accusing, uh, Men who don't want to sleep with trans women that have penises <laughs> as, is, as somehow bad people. This is a California thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, exactly. Well, exactly. Like I'm a, I'm a transphobe if I wouldn't have sex with a trans person, according to some people. Right. So it's like, but they're using words or terms 
to mean things. And it's really deceptive, actually, mm -hmm. like the, to call somebody because I got let's say you get in, you know, guy gets into argument with girl or something and he says, you know, I don't I don't like your behavior. I think it's bullshit. And if you're going to act like that, then we're not in a relationship. Let's say that's a big, mean text. You know, he can be presented as abusive abusive now i know women who've had to flee a home situation with whatever they could grab do it on a spontaneous level so that they wouldn't get caught go hide someplace else and basically off-grid themselves to get away from a physically Mm. abusive partner that would actually harm them or potentially kill them. I know women mm. who've been in that situation. I would consider that guy abusive. I wouldn't consider, you see the difference though, in yeah. language here, like that to mm. me is abusive and that to everybody else is abusive too. But then they use the same word to describe a guy who said a mean thing or had a boundary and put it in a text, you see. And so this is how they use language to try to shame or dissuade your opinion, you know? So it's like, we're going to any guy who sets any sort of boundary whatsoever, isn't a true feminist, you know? So he is an abuser. He's abusive. He's narcissistic. He's a misogynist. It, it, a misogynist is a really strong word. I mean, that's a guy who, who literally hates he literally women. hates women. Yeah, 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 right? And so like but that how often does that word expanded now to mean anything that that the opposition or opposing opinions doesn't like. Uh mm -hmm. the left is really good at that. I'm not trying to be make this a politically charged thing. It's just that is truly something that they're really good at for for I would say I mean it works unfortunately. You know, it really does and and they got I I mean they got you know, Trump out of office with that kind of stuff. Mm. It's just by expanding definitions, you know, not that Trump helped himself. <laughs> not, you know, he, you know, he, his, he helped it a, a lot of that mm. stuff along sometimes, but that's something that, I mean, they, they've written about that in strategies. It's just something that's there, but both sides do use it. Just the left is just better at it, you know, where yeah. they'll take a word and expand it. And so you got to look for that stuff. You Change, know always I mean? changing means if it's, a, yeah, it's a communist the communist method. Yeah. Oh no, it really is. It really is. It's a way of, you know, manufacturing your ideas. And I, that's kind of my feeling though, is that, um, in the same way, the right and left are actually the same to me. They're actually the same wing of feminism. I think because they <laughs> right both, now, yeah. they both right. act, they both act and do things that are communist mm -hmm. and, and inherently communism kind of is like a feminist thing. Right. It's collectivism. It's it's, you know, we have to take care of everybody. Every, you know, the, the strong have to work to take care of the weak. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, right. I, and I see the point. I mean, some people may like like political arguing type people will try to pick a, apart the definitions of communism this and that. But your yeah. points like that's just bullshit and semantics. Your point is actually really valid there because there's it's no like, individualism there. There's no individualism uh, preached on either side. Right. And, you and have to join the collective on either side. Right. And, and what it is, is, is a, you know, I mean, I hate to say every, see everything through like a, a gendered lens, but there is an element right now or a push towards gynocentric or femme centered control as well as uh, safety net and charity. It's like, it's an interesting combination of both because it's long house, it's long house. <laughs> yeah. It's bonobos. That's <laughs> like bonobo apes, man. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's guys are, you know, are taken out of positions of control, but also taken out of positions of social safety and security. And so you see both sides with that. Like, so the conservatives, tend to fall more in the line of a religious conservative traditional role where they go, well, we take care of the women in the way that you would in a traditional, let's say Christian or Jewish or Muslim family where the guy is the worker, the provider, they take care of everything guy. But the problem is the balance of that guy being in charge and having masculine leadership 
has been taken out or taken away. The guy, a lot of the language, when you look at language from traditional conservatism, it's the guy is serving his wife, serving his family. And it's not that that is a bad concept, but it's the way back to language again. What does serving mean? It means where he has to appease to her needs, goals, wants, desires. And if she's unhappy or unsatisfied in any of those, that becomes his responsibility to work to make those things happen. Fix when, it. When did that? When did that start happening? Because that wasn't the initial intent. <laughs> it was not. You know, like when? When did they start squeezing that in there? Yeah, and that's I'm I'm not really up. I like sure, yeah. but it, it's an it's a fe, it's feminism in the, in the, last, in the last forty years feel, probably. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, because what what happens is okay. Christianity starts losing popularity. People stop going to church. People stop paying dues, all that stuff. So they got to market themselves. Right. And so then you get too tough. The rules are too strict. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right? And so as people move away, there's a way of they want, they have to market themselves without, you know, being non-Christian in their way. And there are values that, you know, you know, caretaking for women is a value that's there, but again, it's caretaking from a role of being a leader. And so what the, but being this, the, the leader part, that is not good marketing <laughs> for strong, independent women and all this stuff. Right. So they remove that and it becomes women in dresses and, you know, tr- you know, and, and sun hats running the, the show, you know, and telling husband what to do, give him his honey do list and, <laughs> You know, oh, well, you know, you got to be better. You can't go golfing Sunday. You better do the lawn. Like, you know? It doesn't It doesn't matter if it's on the, the left or the right. You still have Peter Griffins and Homer Simpsons as the husbands. Yeah, right. And that's what they they visualize and they make these guys fall into that frame. Because, see, the stronger the stronger frame wins. Oh, my camera. I lost you. Okay. That's all right. I can hear you. So your audio is good. <laughs> yeah, it's my camera. Acts up sometimes. Yeah, right on. Well, I'll just keep talking. It's not a big deal. We can still hear you. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, these. Hey, there you are. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Might have just been hot. We'll see. Oh, oh no. Damn, All damn, right. Well, I blame California infrastructure yeah. on this. <laughs> it's you know what? It's the Democrats, dude. I think it's Hunter it Biden. All right. <laughs> Let's blame him. That's about. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's so it's it's they've you know, they've twisted the conservative message and you can see it everywhere. It's like the crazy shit from, you know, the traditional conservative parts of like Twitter and social media where it's uh, ooh, we lost John, too. Yeah. No, I got you. Oh, no, you're you're good. I was just giving you the screen for a second. I'm going to let the oh, camera nice. charge. Go ahead. and finish Oh, yeah. Talk. Right on, dude. But um, but yeah. So, I mean, you see this, you know, you see this going on. It's it's the loss of male leadership. It's all the elements that were great for women, which was being, you know, being taken care of financially and being taken care of in, in certain ways um, and enabled to raise a family and some of these things. Um, those are, you know, a lot of things that were pro women there that were there originally uh, with traditional conservatives, but then it altered into you know, men losing the leadership role. So now if a guy is, has all of the responsibility of taking care of his traditional conservative Christian, Jewish, or Muslim wife, but none of the authority of the household, what is that? That's the definition of slavery. And so it's become a place where men from the conservative side are enslaved to this ideal of taking care of her. But if you execute any authority like mm-hmm. Jonah Hill did, you know, gosh, he had a boundary. You're a monster. And, right. You're a monster. Right. And, and you're, you're, how dare you? Yeah. Yep. And so that's, and that's what happens. And then on the left side of things, you know, it's male authority isn't there. And now it's more a position of like presenting this equality, but equality really means the woman is in charge because yeah. you have to appease and placate to her sensibilities in order for everything to be okay and good. There is no, you know, following the leadership of the male in the relationship. 
even if sometimes, you know, it doesn't always but feel great to do it's that. Kind of like uh, they want equality, but it's the man has to like step himself down <laughs> in his performance. Yes. So that she can equal it. Right. So it's not really helping him out. Not really helping <laughs> anybody out. Right. Well, and it's an assumption of it's an assumption of equality in a power dynamic, which is, you know, really interesting because you know, that's, you can even see like in, you know, how they, they look at and approach um, relationships and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And like what is considered, you know, healthy, you know, you can see where this sort of liberal, you know, equality speak shows up. So if you're looking at like, for example, um, what, whether it's psychology counseling or social working world, what they would consider the three pillars of a healthy relationship. And it'll be some version of this. It'll be some version of um, community. It'll be like communication um, compromise will be in there and trust, you know? And so that'll be like their, their mixture. And it sounds good, you know, communication, compromise and trust, but the problem does sound counterintuitive. If you, if you have some red pill knowledge, (laughs) right. To you and I, we we see the red flag communication. There's two things with communication. One, if you do tell women too much, they'll get turned off. Right. Uh, Two, there's no communication without comprehension. So sometimes you're just talking to a wall. Right. Right. Um, oh, I forgot. What was the other two you, you mentioned? Yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, communication compromise. Compromise. Yeah. So trust. if you're compromising, you're giving you it's a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're losing frames. Right. Yep. So that's 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 not a good thing. And what right. was the last one? Um. Yeah. So again, three were communication, compromise and trust. And that trust. Now, that's here's trust. the thing. If she yes. trusts you too much, there's no dread. That could be bad, too. Well, in, in, yeah, well, and it's like, what kind of trust are we talking about? So I have different three pillars here, you know, and mine is so because the problems are that they're approaching relationships. This is where it's the liberal spin of it is they're approaching relationships from a position of equality that two people are equal uh, partners coming into this situation. Reality is it's, and it's almost like it's a business deal. Like if, you know, you and I were going into business together, you know, we would have, you know, maybe drop a contract of some sort. We'd have compromise, you know, maybe in some ways, like I'd be like, oh, okay, I see, you know, you're, you know, I, you want this and I want that. And so we compromise things. We might give up a little something to get something. Think of it like a real estate, you know, contract or something. You're mm-hmm. selling a property. I'm buying a property or whatever. And so we kind of hash this stuff out and yeah, sure. Two, two equal players and, and even then there's not really equal you're just you're contractually equal but the reality is if you have a a a really strong valuable piece of property that a lot of people want you have a stronger negotiating position so i may have to give up more pay more right and so like there really isn't even equality in business deals either but you want to start from an equal playing field when it comes to the contract and then they take that idea and they it's implemented into relationships. Really, we look at relationship communication, and it's and it's completely wrong. It's completely BS. But that's what gets put. That equality false narrative is what's put out usually more by the left. And in the right says, well, yeah, you know, it's it's. See, even the right now is saying that it's this equality. Like men and women are. The right will say men and women are different, but equal. And yeah. the left will just say, well, no, they're not even different. You know, they're just equal. And if you say mm-hmm. anything to imply differences, it's offensive to some people. Yeah, I, there's, there's, there's clear definitions of men and women's roles in the Bible too. And there's yeah. you know, really devout <clears throat> Christians and Catholics who will ignore what the Bible says about the relationships because they're, they're stuck on this, you know, we're equal stuff. Yeah. Well, right. And so, and that is a recipe for disaster, you know, eat, Equal relationship, the way we're evolutionarily designed, really approaching it from a a standpoint of, oh, we're both equals here and we're going to negotiate and compromise actually puts the woman in charge. The reason why is because the guys 
it, his instinctual imperative is to take care of the baby maker. Mm -hmm. And so he will default to her needs, wants, and desires in a equal partness, this equal model, because his instinct's going to be to want to take care of her and the baby maker. And what that does then is he ends up being a slave essentially to her needs, wants, goals, and mainly her emotions, how she feels. So she feels like something's a bad idea. He has to do whatever she says, and it puts her empowered and control. Happy life. Happy life. Right. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is, though, I is that thing for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how that ends. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, you know, and the problem with that is bad deal for women because what they don't understand is they lose attraction for that guy and they don't trust that guy and they don't feel safe. And so they end up having this relationship where they're miserable, lost attraction for their partner, and they don't understand why or how that happened because they followed mm -hmm. the, the model that everyone told them to follow. It's not even like women are bad and it's their fault. No. It's like guys and girls are following this model, right? And it's being, it's being, broken. it's a broken model. You have bad directions. Yep. And it's being put through the, the same model is put through in different ways, in different ideology from left and from right. And that's the, the, the thing about it. Like what you're saying, it's like, it's really not, if you're following these ideologies, it's not really a choice. The TradCon one makes you feel like you're doing something different because, well, men and women are, you know, different and, you know, we better have different bathrooms or some shit or whatever, you know, <laughs> like whatever their fucking thing is. But then they're like, you know, when it comes to the yeah, relationship. Yeah, we need different bathrooms, but <laughs> I got to ask my wife permission to spend it, my own Can money. I use it? <laughs> is that one clean or is yeah. that for guests, you know? Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's how they approach. They approach it with the same putting her in charge and serving her needs in a way that is more slave than leader, they that's the that's what they end up doing, which mm -hmm. is where the left ends up at blatantly as well when they consider that all well, genders aren't a thing and we can decide what we want, but <laughs> we have to compromise and we're equals. Well, again, the guy's going to always default to her emotions, her sensibility. And so it's a loss of leadership, you know. And um I, I you so you still got your audio? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay, cool. It's just, I, I think it's because the garage is hot. Because I actually I have I have half my bars on my battery. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But the, it's 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 significant. Oh, you're heating up the over there in Cali. Yeah. So damn, dude. Yeah, <laughs> That's all right. Techno That's technology right. doesn't like the scorching California desert. Weather. Technology doesn't like me either. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, so so my pillars like to, it different just for sake of discussion is the pillars that I have. Our desire is number is one thing, which is based on attractive behaviors from either side. And those are going to be different behaviors. You know, a girl's going to behave differently than the guy is yeah. uh, for it to be attracted to, you know, the other. And then it's trust. But trust is based on both competence and communication. Mm. So it's not just like, oh, like blind trust. Like, well, where does trust come from? A woman trusts oh, yeah. a guy. I would think trust comes a little bit from behavior. Well, right. Watching so her it, behavior. Yeah. And so we, we trust her by how she acts and behaves and shows up. Right. Hmm. She trusts us the same way, but also really through our competence. Like hmm. when they, yeah. when she sees that we get shit done and some of that means that we don't listen to her. Sometimes we have to be like, you know, like, it's okay no, to make a woman so mad. We're not doing it that way or whatever. I hear, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I know what I'm doing. Have a seat. Right. And we are getting it. We are getting it done when we get things done and we're competent. We demonstrate competency, which is why confidence is so attractive because confidence is a emotion or display of competency that's where trust is built. She doesn't trust a guy that always tells the truth no matter what, but doesn't have any competency and is placating to her feelings. She actually doesn't trust that guy. She trusts the guy who's competent and who will tell her no. Even if that guy isn't always telling her everything, you know, and all the information or whatever. I mean, if she's if he's blatantly lying to her and, and stuff, that's problematic. But if he's just like, like not, you know, 
if he's in con- even controlling some of the information, not suggesting that that's what a guy should do, but I'm just using this as an example. If he's can, you know, not providing all the information in a way, omitting some things and she doesn't know the whole truth, but he's competent and he gets mm-hmm. it done and he, and, and she gets to her goals. If, if and, he can make things happen. If she can rely right. on you to, She'll trust the guy who you know, actually lies to her. Things he's got paid. He planned, <laughs> the, tri- he planned the trip. Yeah. Everything went off on him. She didn't have to lift the finger. That's like, oh, wow, he can handle things. Yeah. Yep, right. exactly. Exactly. And so and so it's, it's des- you know, desire, because they ignore desire in these models as if, well, it, it's all transactional relationships. It's how they think of things. They don't think about the desire component, which is really the only component that's going to make it last mm-hmm. over time. Trust. They don't think about logical component. That's what I notice over and over and over again. People want to ignore the biological. Like I'm not an animal. I don't have to answer to my biology, but like you, you, if you don't recognize that it's there, you do end up answering to it. You end up being a slave to it. If you don't recognize that it does influence your feelings and your choices. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. If you're not aware of your biology, biological drives, and if you don't face those things, you will be a slave to it. You will succumb to them most likely. And um, well, and so the third element or third pillar is something I, you know, I call power exchange. So this is where it's direct violation of mainstream thinking instead of equality. No, it's a power exchange. And, and I define that really as good leader and good subordinate behaviors, you know? So the guy is leading the relationship. The woman is giving up, some of her decision-making power voluntarily to him because of her trust for mm-hmm. in, in respect for his competency and his abilities. And in turn, she's becoming a support mechanism for him. He is the, it doesn't mean she never makes any decisions or doesn't have input, but it just means that he ultimately is the authority and he's responsible too. So he has a responsibility, but he has the authority and that's what's called a power exchange. She has to give up some power in order to receive being taken care of. And that exchange is what's going to build a healthy relationship. This idea of equality is absolute nonsense and it causes relationships to fail. As we can see, both the left and the right are promoting the same idea in different ways. And that that's so relating it back to the original reason why we got here in this topic. It's like, yeah, like you think you're doing something different because you're following some ideological narrative, right? Oh, yep. well, I'm a traditional conservative. I go to church. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, where I'm, like you joined the frat. <laughs> you got to college, you joined the frat. Like, right. no man, just jump around to house parties. Like be yourself. Just be your own individual. Yeah. <laughs> you got way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> way more fun. You can, you can move a lot, a lot, a lot freer, but, and that's what it really comes down to. Right. And that's the whole thing. That's why I like working with you guys from rule zero. Cause we're all on the same page around um, your own uh, personal, uh, you know, yeah, where you're going, origin, what right? personal, uh, I just, I forgot the mental point of origin, mental right? point of origin. Yeah. Your yeah, own yeah. personal mental point of origin. Like how does this affect me? What do I want to do with my life? How do I want to live my life? What, what do I value? Right. And our, um, our, val- our validation is internal. Mm-hmm. We've internalized our validation. Yeah. Well, like, I like you. I respect you. But if you don't like how I live my life, I don't really care. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do with everything we're trying to teach and give people. Is right. You can do it your way. These are just tools. Oh, yeah. And it's it's great. Like one thing to give uh, give props to uh, Rolo Tomasi here on, on his First book, nine rules, the first rule of being on your own mental point of origin. Um, it was like I was I was understanding of of these things already by the time I got a hold of his book. I was already mm-hmm. doing my own thing, but he articulated that so well for dudes who are trapped, like guys who get trapped in the social programming about relationships and how they should interact with women. Like this idea, yes, honestly, of even living your own life. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, I can say I've always like I was I was a pistol. That's what I was told when I was a little kid. Right. Yeah. I was always going my own way. Always. I always went against what everybody else was doing. Like I was always in that. But I was guilted and I was punished and I was always told and put in the corner as I was the bad one and wrong. Yeah. Because I was doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and then 
at some point in my age, I got tired of it. I was like, ah, I don't give a crap what you think. And then it put things into perspective when I started, you know, reading, reading Rollo's stuff and understanding like, oh yeah, there is nothing wrong with me choosing to live my life the way I want to. Like, I don't have to feel guilty that I'm not serving other people. Yeah, for sure. And it was, it's, that's one, like if guys miss a lot about that book, like I still, I recommend that first one to dudes who like have never heard of any of this shit. And it's like, you know, th if they can follow that, at least as, as advice, like, you know what I need to do, I need to figure out it, ca it causes a chain reaction of so many things. Number one is figuring out who they are. Like, that's a big one. Like, if you're like, I got to be on my own mental point of origin, then it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, that means I have to do what's for me. Well, what does that mean? Well, shit, I, I need to know what I want now. Well, what do I want? Well, fuck, I better figure out who I am to know what I'm going to want yeah. to know what direction oh, I should go. It's like, a yeah, it's like this. It's a snowball effect of things that will cause a guy to kind of unplug from pro some programming and really figure out who he is and that's the to me like that whole idea of being alpha or masculine that is the origin of it right there if a guy can start asking him this question like you know who am i really like what really drives me what makes me happy what what is it i want to do in life and let me look at that separately from everyone else telling me what i should do and then i start mm -hmm. you know coming up with my goals and think making decisions towards that and now i'm on my own mental point of origin and then if i have a girl in my life She's got to come into this program that puts me in a leadership position now and ultimately put, I mean, he may lose the frame without the skills, but it puts him in the frame uh, in the beginning because he knows good starting where point. he's going. Right. And then the girl trusts him more because he's showing competency, knows where he's going. She's like, well, shit, this guy knows where he's going. Dude, these guys today have no clue what they're, where they're going, what they're doing. You know, they're, they have no drive, no motivation and women are disgusted by them. And, and, and it's like, if they would just follow this or, or they become a good prisoner, you know, like yeah. those are the choices that women are stuck with. They don't even know like what it would feel like to be with a masculine guy. Most of these women. And so no, they're, they're starving for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so if a guy would just follow rule number one, which we're all doing, like I, I mean, that's a good, good point about like rule zero is I love getting on there regardless of anything like we're doing. Like it's fun for me because it's a bunch of people yeah. doing, we have some similar thoughts and viewpoints because we've all unplugged in our own ways. Mm -hmm. I think it's what it boils down to. Like each one of us unplugged in a different way. Your kind of unplugging was different than mine was different than Ryan's or Rolos mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, you know, podcast, Paul or Troy, like we all unplugged in these different ways. And then we're like, so we have differences, but we, we also see some things in the same way too. And it's really a fun, you know, show to get, to get on, you know what I mean? And then you have like, you know, similar, but different opinions. It's just, it's, it's good. You know, yeah. and it's a demonstration of what dudes should be doing, honestly, which is getting on their mental point of origin, figuring yep. out who they are, what they need to do. Figure out what you want to do, who you want to be, and then get to work. <laughs> Figure out oh, how yeah, you want man. to get there. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things online that can show you how to get to get to places. So oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, we well, got to be aware too um, about the people telling you the way to do things because that's you know I've read a lot of like marketing and advertising whatever books over the past like five years. Yeah, and that's one of the pronounced things, right? In online internet marketing today, the model is the same as the model for creating a cult. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, some of the things are pretty similar. It's There's like you start with a charismatic leader, you create a problem that only you can solve, yeah. you create an outgroup that is your enemy and you have to attack all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What, that, what does that sound like? Those, those are, that's a cult. I know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of uh, the sim similar elements, which is, and that's the griff now. And that's what the manosphere and I'll say red pill too. Cause it's not, it's lumped in now. Right. Like there is no red pill membership. It's all, there's no integrity with that. Those titles. Right. I mean, Rolo's red pill isn't the same as like grifter dudes, you know, dating coach guy, yeah, whatever, right, Bill, right? Like they're not the same anymore, but um, you know, the outsiders will try to lump it all together. But I mean, really it's a lot of now hyper grifting dude, where 
it's like I my my archetype or my model of whatever it means to be an alpha man guy masculine. This is the answer to all of these problems that you know uh, you have and all the misery yep. you feel pain. But let me manufacture what Human those problems attention, are. Man, sun yeah. your balls, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's yeah yeah it's all this liver shit. and testicles, right? Yeah, and it's way. not. And it's nuts. And I, I, I mean, I do coach guys. Right. But I mean, and, and I, but I try to, I focus on what makes you and I both different in, in a sense. You're very different. Obviously you're, we're coaching specific skills. So I don't look at, I'm not like, try to be like me, you know, yeah. I'm like, like, here's a bunch of skills on human behavior, human psychology, and figuring out, you know, your own performance psychology and also then relationship dynamics pick up and, and all those things. Right. So here's the skill set. You're doing a bunch of skills and how to beat the crap out of people. And so whatever that format is, but it's a skill set. And in, as a fighter and who's who coaches fighters, you're not like be my, be just like me mm -hmm. necessarily. You're like, here's the skills and now develop the skills yep. and that, and that's the difference. And I, I think what separates the grifters from not grifters is, is the guys who are not grifters are saying, here's the material, here's the skill sets. Now develop yourself with these skill sets. And I I'm here to help you not, you know, be like me. I'm the person that you need to aspire to be like, I think that's the difference is that is propping up, you know, an image to be like, and then creating all these false problems or it would be what the grifters do or, or is we're, we're just saying, okay, you have some problems to solve here. We have solutions, skill sets for you to learn, to train some tools, man, tools, right. Tools. And, and, and you use them as, as you need to use them, right. To be successful. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's important, <laughs> you know, differentiate that, but definitely it's like nobody really has the answer. You got to figure out the answer for yourself. Indeed, indeed. It's all on you. You got to take responsibility for your life. You can't. If you're just like waiting for somebody else to tell you what to do, man, I'm sorry. Life's just gonna happen to you, and a 100%. lot of bad shit, a lot of bad shit, a lot of uncomfortable shit, a lot of shit you don't want to happen is just gonna happen. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Well, on that note, on my time, I don't know when this will air, but I got two minutes, and I got to jump on a conference call, so I got to let all you. Right, know. man. Yeah. So we're we're good. You got anything uh, you wanna you wanna pitch real quick? Not really. I mean, you know, I got, I wrote in the thing in my little apexmindset.net, go to the website, you know, all guys could do really, if they want to do anything is do all the free stuff, go subscribe to the channel. Cause I don't have, you know, I, I don't I get a ton of, of reach, stuff. you know, I get a, I get a lot of censorship. So go, go subscribe and, and get some free content that'll help you also, you know, somewhere on any of my videos, I got a, a link to a free newsletter so I can talk about things more frankly away from censorship. That's helpful too. And I give skills out for free that way. If any, if you guys on your channel, just do that much. That's good. You know? Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming on, Paul. It was great having you. And, Dude, uh, always a pleasure, man. Always you pleasure. You got to hang out soon, man. Yeah. Got a lot out of this. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll check you. I'll check you later, guys. Thanks for watching. All right, John. Later. <laughs>